Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And thank you for listening. And the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night is simply because every Monday we're here in Adelaide from 2 till 3. And of course, around the world from Monday evening on podcast. Now, this show has been going out to over 45 countries around the world. So I just want to keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you to all those people who have shared this show because it's not me, it's all about the guests. Now, you know, and everybody here in Adelaide and around Australia that are listening to the program at home or in their cars or in their businesses, thank you for listening to Radio Italia Uno and please support the people that support us. Now, I just want to say thank you to... The people, we had some people from Nepal come to Adelaide to visit. And these people are people who have been listening to the show. So it's quite interesting. I had a Nepalese person on the show and um, these people have heard this show in Nepal. And just on a Tuesday, they came and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting them. And they said that um, there's quite a group in Nepal that listen to the show regularly. And what is really interesting, they are business people themselves and they're doing business now in Adelaide. And they have actually encouraged a lot of their youth and other people that work for them to listen to the show because of the speakers that we have. So that was a real real compliment to, to us and to our show. So thank you, Ron, for allowing me to do that. <laughs> it's really about our guest. And and tonight I have a really special guest that I had the pleasure of meeting two years ago already. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yuri, thank you very much for coming back. Yuri Polisko, most people may remember, he came on at least two years ago and then uh, last year came on again or the beginning of this year. Oh, this year. Beginning of this year you came on again. And every time we've had some interesting comments, you know, and people said, oh, bring him back and bring him back. And I said, all right, now it's getting so close to the end of the year, we need to bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for coming back. Look, we spoke previously, just to for those that are catching up or those who haven't heard you, a couple of years ago, it was about your business and it was about active services and how you used to work for the government organisation then you left and you now you started your own business. And, of course, then COVID hit <laughs> and yeah. stopped everything. But it, it's a credit to you because you've kept going and kept going and kept going. And now you, you've got quite a few clients that you're building and working with, both here and interstate. So I just want to, to let the people know that don't let COVID stop you. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. No, it, it, it was a... Certainly a um, challenging time, like many people would say. And, mm. uh, you know, I started my business in September 2019. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people say to me, you know, what a time to start the business. Look what happened only yeah. like a couple of months later. Yeah. And uh, and I say, yeah, it, it's been challenging in that respect. Yeah. But see, the, the thing is, if you can start a business in a tough economic period and that business can survive that, then you've got a very, very good foundation to survive in the good times. Mm, you know, yeah. it's as simple as that, isn't it? True. Yeah. So sometimes 
you know, I, I saw a, a photograph the other day of this uh, big rock escarpment, a big, huge rock. And right on top of this rock, which is like a, a mountain, right, it's all rock, all rock, there's this big tree, but sticking right on the side. And it's growing up and it's got branches everywhere. It's one of the biggest trees and it's just sitting on a rock, you know, just on a big, big mountain sticking up there and it's just rock. There's no dirt anywhere. Incredible. <laughs> you know, and the guy that took the photograph said, like, you know, have a look at this, you know, and I mm. couldn't believe it when I saw it. I thought, yeah, I've seen one like that a long time ago. Yeah. But it just goes to prove once you grab the roots, once the roots get in, then hell or high water or big winds or whatever will not knock it. Yeah. So if you can start in the tough times, you, you'll you'll go through the easy and a breeze, you know, and and that's what happens in, in real life. And I think the world took a shake and everybody's run for cover, but the ones that didn't, that, you know, dug in and held their ground, they're the ones that are, are surviving stronger now. Mm, I think you're right too. That's yep. true. Yep. Yep. So tell me, for the benefit of those that haven't gone back to listen yeah. to your thing, what were you doing for the government? What was the business that you were in? Look, I was in the government for a total of 19 years. Yep. And the, the thing about the government is that it actually allows you to do so many different things, yep. you know, so many different opportunities in so many different areas. So look, during my time there, I worked pretty much on the cutting edge, I'd call it, of government and the private sector. Mm -hmm. So I would always work with companies. Yep. I would understand their issues, their pains, and those things. And then I'd provide solutions. So in a number of different areas. So mm -hmm. I worked in the defense sector. I also worked in the ICT area. I worked in uh, manufacturing, specifically advanced manufacturing, mm -hmm. future mobility, uh, also renewable energy, a bit of agribusiness. Right. And also um, a couple of other creative areas. So yeah. at the same time after doing those things, I also was involved in what they called sort of a case management. It's a mm -hmm. government term for yeah. being the troubleshooter. Yeah. Okay. So you basically you, you help businesses to get established and to uh, find new markets and work out how to grow their businesses. Yeah. In a number of different yeah. ways. Yeah. And, and there wasn't two elements to it. There was parts of when the, the government was looking at helping local businesses mm -hmm. to expand and to do all of the things to create new markets, specifically export markets, yep. and also boost their capability. But equally to increase the scale and the complexity of our own industry here in South Australia, mm. it was about attraction. Yes. There was a lot of work happening on investment attraction and it was bringing in parties that were not designed to compete with the local market. Right. They were designed to be coming but into new, South Australia, new businesses, new businesses and support by, through ventures mm -hmm. and joint partnerships, our own local companies. Excellent, excellent. So look, if anybody needs any of that sort of advice, now would be a good time yeah. to call. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, Look, so if, if we yeah, had a Yuri is the yeah. person to call. If we sure. if we had a dial in line now, I'd be ready to talk to you now. No, well, you're ready to talk to them because they can contact us. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, sure. once once you hear this podcast, you can mm. go back and listen to it again, um, and and just contact us. Certainly, pass on the information to you, and you, yeah. you know, and then you can contact them or they contact you direct. So that's what we're here for. You know, we're here to help people help each other. That's right. You know, yeah. and that's what it's all about. So now. The fact is most people, like you said, would think you're crazy starting a business or trying to even yeah. think about starting a business yep. at the beginning of the COVID crash, you know, the world um, recession, whatever you want to call it. So how have you managed to stay alive? What What do you think 
it's giving you the guts and determination to do that. It's it hasn't been easy. Yeah. But it's it's about pivoting. It's yeah. about being able to actually switch your business plan, yeah. switch your ideas around and respond quickly to, to the changes that you see. Look, my original business plan was going to be and and to work with companies internationally mm-hmm. and to represent them in Australia. But the only way to really be successful in doing that was going to travel. Yes. But the travel was stopped. Yes, through COVID. <laughs> My whole business yeah. plan went up in, in flames immediately. Yeah. So it was all about pivoting. So what can you do? How can we help in another way? What else can I do? What are the issues potentially that are that are facing some companies? You know, the, the challenges that COVID brought was bringing a new mindset to people about what they could do and couldn't do. Yeah. And it, you know what it did the most, Peter? It actually opened up people's eyes to all the things that we have lost in this country in terms of the capabilities that we used to have. Yes. But the capabilities we used to have. Yes. The things yeah. we used to make. Yes. You know what? Oh, Simple we, things. We invented so many things in Australia because we're so far away from the rest of the world that we just said, oh, we need this rather than try and get it from Europe. How do we how do we make it? And we've invented things that were better than what they had over there and That's we didn't right. even know about it. That's exactly you know? right. I mean, you so, go through a list of different things that yeah. we've invented in, in South Australia. Yeah. Well, so. Australia or South Australia is a, as a – part of a nation we've done pretty well overall indeed with with such a small population you know even now we've got like 25 26 million people in in mm. all of australia yeah in the six seven states that we've got all the yep. territories you know add it all up it's less than 26 million you know you've got that much just on manhattan island <laughs> you know in some <laughs> cities have got that many just in the cities you yeah, know that's right and, and we've got that much in the whole continent of 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 Australia, yep. So we're very well spread out. So the the thing is, what you just mentioned there about being ready to switch and and to pivot quickly. You know, that's the thing because a lot of people have a plan and they just want to stick to their plan. Yeah. Now, what's Plan B? You know, from Plan A, but what's the adjustment of Plan A? Mm. You know, you don't have to you don't have to switch from Plan A to Plan B, but you have to have an alternative Plan A or be ready to quickly change, you know, as situations change. You're heading in the same direction, but you might have to go left or right to go around something. That's right. You know? mm. A plan is never in concrete. Yes. It's and, flexible. And I think that we're talking, and, and my next couple of uh, presentations will be about planning because this is the time of the year when people yes. are going to be starting to do their plans or start thinking about next year and yep. and, and that sort of thing. So I'm looking at doing a couple of these fireside chats like I do sometimes or every few months or six months or so, you know, three to six months, I'd like to do just a, a, a one-on-one with my total audience. And we're going to talk about planning and, and what should be in a plan, you know, and how quickly plan itself should change. That's right. And I think that people realise that because of COVID, you know, things have had economic problems, they've had uh, financial problems, they've had droughts, they've had uh, floods, they've had this and that and everything else, and all around Australia and other parts of the world have had the same things. You know, India, you know, America, Europe, you know, we've had massive floods in the Philippines. We have massive floods in Thailand, massive mm. floods in India and other countries. And, and around Australia, we've had massive floods three times in a row. Uh, Queensland got flooded out, you know. That's right. And it, it's just a, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that even the people still stay there. You Resilience. Know? Yeah, the resilience of it, you know. But the the fact that this has happened makes people make 
better plans for the future, you know, and and they're going to rebuild those homes, but they're going to rebuild them, if not waterproof, they're going to build them higher on stilts, mm-hmm. you know, so the first floor is going to be vacant, you know, it's going to be right. car parking only. Yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> Air, right. Airspace, yeah. you know, and then they'll build above that, you know, because that's the water level and if, if it floods again, you can't help it. Or no. they're going to build levees to, you know, to stop the water getting in. Mm. You know, so there's there's a lot of things that they're going to have to do differently uh, to rebuild in those areas, or like they've been told for years, don't build there. <laughs> well, that's right. There's warnings you know, are there. You don't, yeah. This land floods, so you build at your own risk. Yeah, that's right. And and that's the sort of thing we're talking about about how quick you can pivot, how quick you can change. So the the thing is, when you realise that you couldn't travel, and when you realise that you, you know, your plan had to change. What did you do? I mean, from a personal point of view, how much did you panic? It was a worry um, initially. I, I really said, "Well, what's going to happen now?" Because mm-hmm. I had I had left and uh, created my own business, looked at what was going on. My plans would look pretty shot. I had to think about how was I going to do something. And, yeah. and I, the way I really looked at it is, I did a lot of literature searches. Yeah. I researched things. I t- spoke to a lot of people. Yeah. All my people from my networks and yeah. things and worked out, well, what are the real issues? What are people experiencing? What are companies trying to do? I found that a lot of them were trying to shift who they supplied. Mm-hmm. I found that they were looking to um, to go to where the bigger, the bigger, more sort of secured markets were. For example, defense. Yep. You know, defense didn't matter that COVID was happening. If you were a manufacturer during uh, COVID and you made products for defense, you remained open. Yes. You had the exemption and remained open. You were like a hospital. Yeah. And this is where the company started to do things. They started to want to provide more products into the defense area. Yes. Or they wanted to provide products into the medical area. And mm-hmm. that's where it all came. And then it was about helping. How do you help these companies? Mm-hmm. Luckily, look, there's no question the government provided the JobKeeper grants and that kept many businesses going. And I watched that and I saw that too. It kept the doors open in many businesses. But equally, there were people who actually, you know, used other types of forms of, of support, whether it was their own personal finances or family uh, or investors, potentially. Mm-hmm. They brought extra people on who actually believed in what they did. So the way I worked it is I worked my network. Yep. And you really must have a decent network. And look, working at the time I did in within government, I developed a really strong network. Yep. Look, okay, we'll, we'll have to take a break and we'll come back and talk about sure. the network, like who's your support team? You know, how, how do you build a support team around you and that sort of stuff. Okay. Thank you, Ron. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Dalia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Yo! Ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone, delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years. Granite, marble, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone, Granito, Marmo, Caesar Stone, Unique Stone. 
thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique Stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 82662280. Unique Stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Yo, chiama adesso. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home. And just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us. Which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the Mighty South Aussies, yeah! Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno Sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, thank you for listening to Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno and listening to Radio Italia Uno. But please, like I keep saying, support the people that support us. If you hear somebody advertising on Radio Italia Uno, give them a ring. Go to their shop. Go to their, use their services. Use their products. And, of course, if you have a product or a service that you'd like to increase the sales or the, the publicity and promotions of it, Please get in touch with Mark or any of the people at the radio station, uh, Radio Italia Uno. We're more than happy to help you. And like I said, between now and Christmas, we've got some really, really good specials. We really want to help South Australian businesses to grow or anybody who has a product or service that they want to sell into South Australia. Please get in touch with us. And of course, this podcast, thanks to Ron and Podcast City, goes around to over 45 countries around the world. So don't be surprised if somebody from somewhere else in the world wants the, your product or your service. And it's amazing what happens with networks and what happens with people who share. But also uh, we have here at uh, Radio Italia Uno, we try and bring artists over from Italy and different parts of the world. And at the moment we've got uh, the voice of Italy, Riccardo Antonelli, who will be here next Friday, which is on Friday the 18th of November. So if you're here in Adelaide on Friday the 18th of November at the Woodville Town Hall at 7.30pm, you can get tickets through either Office or Try Booking, trybooking.com, and it's only $59. So it would be really, really good. You've got another two or three other local South Australian performers as well. And, of course, it's all been hosted by our own Martha Makoski. So, um, Makoska, what am I saying? Makoski, Makoska. So, thank you. And, you know, if you want to hear Ricardo, please book in, tell your friends, tell your relatives, make a party, and you'll really enjoy it. He's a great singer. So, we're talking now to Yuri, and Yuri uh, has been here a couple of times before, and uh, he's a business consultant and he helps people 
grow their business, market their business, and work out how to expand their businesses. And he had the unfortunate uh, pleasure of uh, <laughs> starting his own business. He retired from the government, working for the government for a long time, doing the same sort of business. And then he started his own consultancy in 2019, of all places, just before or just when COVID hit. And of course, at that point, Yuri, you know, your business is about traveling and seeing clients interstate and and talking to overseas clients and stuff like that to try and encourage them to build and grow into South Australia. And, of course, you couldn't do any of that because of uh, the flight restrictions, the mm. COVID restrictions, the travel restrictions locally as well yep. as interstate or overseas. So that would have really put a spanner in the works. It was very, very <laughs> challenging, yeah, definitely. Yeah, But you know what? As I said before about pivoting, I think, Peter, you mentioned about, you know, the new skills you have to learn. Mm. I mean, everybody started learning how to do things online. Yes. You know, all of a sudden words like Zoom yeah. and WebEx and yeah. uh, Teams and uh, and Google Meet and, uh, you know, Skype. And yeah. all, all these things all became a, a daily thing. Yes. Well, you know, like I've been using WhatsApp and stuff like that to make phone calls and all of a sudden I, I'm ringing people in Asia and, and I'm using Zoom to talk to the Philippines. Yeah, and, and that's right. You know, where I was doing a lot of face-to-face -face presentations and conferences and seminars and, and business coaching, yeah. I went to Zoom. I, yeah. I, I learned how to use a computer. I learned how to use Zoom. I learned how to set up a meeting. I, I, I learned how to be on a big screen overseas, you know, like exactly. from here. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I, I'd be sitting in my uh, lounge room at home or my office at home and talking to people overseas and saying, hi, how are you going? This is what we're doing. And mm. I'd show them the blackboard or the whiteboard behind me. You know? That's right. <laughs> and, and they could see yeah. it. Or I did as much as I could by sending them information and attachments and, you know, like whoever did that. <laughs> well, exactly right. And that's how I ran meetings, you know. I mean, we, we all had meetings online. Yep. So instead of travelling over to Sydney, Melbourne, wherever I was going to or, yep. or something, you just couldn't be. You were isolated at home. So you would use, you know, Skype or Zoom yep. or whatever you wanted to use or Teams yep. and you would speak to the people. Look, it's not the same as being in a room. We all know that. Oh. But it was something that we all learned how to do and we got better at it too. Yeah, well, some of us. Okay, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe some, some of, us. of us did. <laughs> uh, look, uh, I'm, look. The other evening, I went to a function, and there was a big, big function. It was an Indian function. Yeah. And um, probably with was, Diwali. It was or a, yeah, yeah, it was the Diwali. It was a yeah, their Diwali party and a fundraiser for the oh, new temple and all that. Great. So yeah. it was great. It was great. Was, they were all all Indian. I was the only white person there, but the thing was, there was one politician that came up, and he had to give a speech. Like, with all due respects, if you've been voted in as a politician, you should have some common sense, right? Now, I'm not, not going to knock these people, but he had his hands in the pocket the whole time, right? He was holding the microphone like as if he's doing karaoke singing, right? And he just went on and on and on and on and on. And not everybody could really hear him that well or understand him. Mm. Now, I thought, why don't they get some common sense and say, hey, I'm a politician, I'm going to learn how to speak, I'm going to learn how to do a speech, I'm going to do short, sharp and shiny. You know, I'm there to talk to the people, just really put my name in front of them, that's all. It's not about the big, yeah. long speech. They don't want to know about how many bricks are in the new building. Mm. They don't want to know who mixed the Malta. Mm. Who cares? They just want to know they're getting a new building. Sure. They want to know that they're expanding the hospital. Yep. 
They don't want to know how much it's going to cost them. They don't want to know who contracted it, who didn't contract it. Hmm. Just give them the facts about the hospital. Get out, you know, do your speech and get off, you know. But to be there for 20 minutes when you could have done it in three, <laughs> I mean, it was just boring. You know, it was boring. Even the kids right. were saying, hey, is, how long is you going to speak for? <laughs> oh, dear. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but business is the same. Hmm. You know, that's yep. why I always say to people, get yourself a consultant, you know, get a, get somebody, talk to somebody, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to advertise you in the sense, come in, talk to Yuri, yeah. get, get hold of him on the phone, get hold of him on Zoom, you know, contact me, I'll give you all the details, you know, uh, get his yep. information, you know, yep. active services and, and look him up and say, hey, listen, how can you help me with my business? That's right. No. You know, when you ask somebody, how can you help me with my business? They have to tell you how they could help you. And if that's going to be beneficial to you, take the advice. And you know what? It's funny you should mention that. The reason people go to consultants and they should go to consultants is basically it's hard to be working in your business as well as on your business. business. It's really hard to do. So, and you get too close to your business. And look, I've, I've even seen that myself. You know, you get so engrossed in the day-to-day of what goes on that you don't see the bigger picture. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm working at the moment for a, a contract that I've uh, taken up. And part of that is uh, walking around the factory doing all the odd jobs. I'm like that, uh, what do they call it, uh, the imposter, the imposter boss or the yep. undercover boss. Oh, yeah. You know, like right. there's a show called Undercover yes. Boss. Or yes, I remember that. somebody on. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm actually doing wow. like an undercover boss wow. thing, right? I, I go to different sections of the factory. I work with different sections and different parts of the people. And I, I mm. uh, drive the forklift around and yep. I help everybody move things around. And yep. then I'm talking to every individual. And I say, how's it going over yeah. here? You know, what do you think? Or yeah. I'm just asking just general chit-chat questions about them or about mm. their business. But surprising how much then the boss comes up and says, oh, Peter, you know, what's That's happening right. out there? What's yeah. happening out there? Yeah. I said, well, don't you know? He said, no. You know, like somebody, right. somebody hurt themselves quite badly and the boss was never told. Wow. You know, mm. uh, somebody did something really well and changed the whole process that they were using mm. and streamlined it. And the boss didn't even know, you know, and he yeah. was saying, why are you doing this? You know, and he's, mm. he was actually almost yelling at this guy for changing the system around and said, what are you doing? Why don't you do this? You know, you should be mm. doing it like this, like this. And the guy says, well, yeah, look at that product and look at that product. You know, those are much better than those. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, yeah, well, you should make them all like that. He said. I was the one that made them like that. He says, now that's the reason why we're making them like that yep. instead of like these is because we changed the process. Yep. And he wasn't aware. You see, the foreman and the leading hand should have passed the information on, but they didn't. And then the fact is some of them are me, me, me. They all want their name put forward, not somebody else's name put forward. Yeah, yeah. And they're looking, they're afraid that somebody else is going to get the credit. You know, and we were just talking about this with Ron before about just giving somebody recognition, saying, yes. "Hey, job well done." Yeah, that's all you have to do. That's all you have to do, and then then they work harder, mm. they work smarter, and once you start working smarter, everybody else, you know, uh, what they say, well, there's a, a high tide lifts all ships. You know, Correct. when the flood comes, yes. everybody's yeah. floating lifts all high. boats. That's yeah, right, lifts all boats. You know, so in other words, as soon as you get this wave of uh, enthusiasm and stuff like that. Everybody's in 
gets better. Yes. You know, by giving somebody some recognition and say, well, job well done, you know, that's what it's really all about. Absolutely. All right. Look, we're going to take a break and we'll come back after this. So thank you. We've still got to talk about support and support team, but we've sort of mentioned sure. it in a roundabout yeah, way. Absolutely, Peter. Thanks. Our independence is everything. Brazier Mobility has been creating independence for people for over 30 years. Brazier Mobility specialises in tailored vehicle solutions to keep you active, ensuring your vehicle modification suits your needs, offering you unlimited freedom. Brazier Mobility boasts a team of highly skilled technicians working in a state-of-the-art facility located here in South Australia. No compromises are made when it comes to client satisfaction. Call them for a friendly chat on 1800 Brazier or visit their website braziermobility.com.au Brazier Mobility, creating independence. When you hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious, COVID-safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant, 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them, 8232-3006 to book or Follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Hi, I'm Jamie Limura. I'm Lee Harrison. Join us every second Sunday night from 7pm on Negative Camber, the official motorsport show of Scuderia Ferrari Club Adelaide. Whether it's karting, supercars, MotoGP, Formula One, we talk all the latest news and results in the motorsport world. Negative Camber, every second Sunday from 7pm on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno. You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, and thank you for listening. I really appreciate you being with us every Monday from 2 to 3 on Radio Italia Uno. Happy Business Radio is also then podcasted every Monday evening and I'm lucky to say that we are in over 45 different countries at the moment. I keep getting emails and messages from different people that say, oh, so-and-so sent it to me or my brother sent it to me, you know, my, uh, a student that I was with in uh, Adelaide Uni or something like that or one of the unis in Australia and uh, that's how it's sort of shared and and I remember um, Ron and I were talking to somebody just recently. We had about eight or nine people on the actual screen here that we could see, but we had they in turn had another 10 different countries listening to what they were saying, you know, and that's the way it just spread, you know. We're talking to somebody at the university in Malaysia, but the students were from other countries as well. And we were talking to some students here who had been, you know, as far away as, you know, Africa and South America, you know, and Europe, right across Europe. And and we had somebody from um, Egypt just the other day sent me a message. And, and surprisingly enough, I got three messages 
on the same week from Egypt because somebody had sp- shared it with some friend of theirs and, and they all said, oh, you know, uh, can we hear this more often? And I said, yeah, of course. And I told them, you know, how to go back and listen to the programs. So we, we've been getting um, really good feedback. But we're talking about the support and to how to support yourself and how to build your business and your network. And you were, you were talking about how, you know, you had to do that very quickly when you started your business and then COVID hit and everything stopped, you know. So tell us what, what you did because I know you did it more technical. I mean, I'm, I'm more practical with I just make calls and ring up and see people. But you, you do the whole yeah. accounting sort of thing. <laughs> in in a way, that's yeah. right. I follow kind of process. Look, I think one of the key things for businesses is to use the network that they have mm-hmm. and, and really, really understand their network. So, look, the best way of doing it is actually to list down your key people that you work with the most in form of a client resource management system. So mm-hmm. the larger companies will probably put in some kind of a, a CRM system, as yeah. it's called, and there's a number of different ones. I'm not going to go into details about them. But the most simple way of doing it for small businesses is even just get a spreadsheet, yeah. write down the companies that uh, that you're working with, the people that you know, and what sectors they're part of, what are their issues, who do they know, who else do they know, and then where potentially some opportunities could lie. And it could yep. be a dormant thing. It could be someone that you haven't spoken to for, for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Or it could be someone who was a, a customer previously. And yep. maybe something happened and they um, and the, the relationship fell out and they all of a sudden, you know, they became an ex-customer. But these are people that you turn to as well and just maybe find out. There's always opportunities that things, maybe the, the, well, the, the grass isn't growing yeah. green on the other side of the fence. Yeah, but the thing, of course, is, I mean, that's like the intellectual way of doing it. It is the intellectual it's, way. And I think you you need to have that in the business. Like mm. you need to have an accountant. It's systems. And you need yeah. to have the lawyers and, and the legal people. Yes. And you need to have somebody who does that from the intellectual point of view. But I, I do it myself. Yeah. I do it more from a practical point of view. Sure. I say, look, well, who do I need to see? Who do I need to know? Um and, you know, people have come to me and say, oh, would you introduce me to this person? Or, yeah. you, you know, who do you know that does yep. this, this or this? And, and because I'm looking for somebody who can help me with this area. You know, so that's what you really need to do. That's initially you, you say, look, I want to sell my product. Who do I sell it to? That's right. I want to sell my product. I want to increase the sales of my product. Who do I need to talk to to help me increase the products? Exactly sale? right. Yeah. Or you know, I want to market myself better. Who do I need to talk to to market myself better? And that comes down as well, Peter, to understanding what it is you're actually trying to sell. Yeah. You know, what am I trying to sell here? What what service am I trying to sell or what product am I trying to sell? Who is the market I'm after? Who is the current, current market? Who is a potential market? Well, the funny thing about it was I was talking to somebody uh, quite a while ago now, but I just recently uh, encountered them again, or they called me again, should I say, uh, which was quite a pleasure. About three years ago, four years ago, just before COVID hit, by the way, yeah. uh, just before COVID hit, I did a what I call a business needs analysis for them. I went through and interviewed sure. you know, part of their staff and I went through the 20 questions of everybody yes. the same to find out where they were going, what they should be doing, what – uh, I'd say to somebody, look, if you were the boss, what would you change? What's the first thing you'd change? Yeah. You know, if would you sack anybody or would you imp- who mm. would you employ? Mm. What what do you think the company needs? You know, whatever. The, there's a whole lot of questions that I ask which relate to how to build your business. Yep. And the boss was like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I said, well, that's right. 
that's why your business has stopped. That's right. I said, for you to change or for things to change, yes. you have to change. Or yes. you have to get somebody else to do the job that you don't want to do. Yeah, that's right. Funny you should and, mention that, Peter, because today yeah. a client I saw, same situation. Yep. You know, you, if you do the same thing yep. every single day, you're not going to get a different result. I, I could never do that, the guy said. You know, I could never do that. Yeah. I said, well, that's all right. In that case, you need somebody else to do it that's for That's right. You. That's why you're the manager. Yep. You need a salesperson. You need a sales manager. Or business development yeah. manager. A you business know? development yeah. manager. You're the manager. You need a secretary or a receptionist or somebody who does all the clerical work. You know, you you, you tax, tax pan will do the tax planning and all the tax thing, but you need somebody who do all your book work. You need a bookkeeper. That's right. And you go, oh, I can't afford it. I said, you can't afford not to have one. Mm. You know, how much is your time worth and how much would a bookkeeper be worth? And then when I finally got them to get a bookkeeper, right, like I said, this guy came back to me three years later now and he said it was the best thing he ever did. He got this guy who was a salesperson, right, finally employed him and got the bookkeeper to come in regularly and do all the books. He had time to just network and socialise more with his people and he's making a lot, lot more business. During this COVID, his Perfect. business has boomed, mm -hmm. right? Because he's had to take the all the pressure off and been able to let the other guys do what they do best because he could never do that. Yeah, there's an old saying, you know, um, why bark when you have a dog? Yeah, exactly. You know, and don't let the let the dog wag its tail. Don't you have to wag its tail? You know, there seriously, a lot of people there are wagging the dog's tail. Yeah, and this is the, this is, and you know what? You see this a lot with what they call founder syndrome. People mm. who create their business and 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 develop it, they don't want to let go. They work in the business, yep. which stops them from working on the business. Yeah. Well, we had we had a guy here last week, didn't we? And he was saying how he got a couple of people in his position. Yeah. Right. He worked 16 hours a day because he wanted to. Yeah. You know, for no other yeah. reason. He just enjoyed going to work and That's enjoyed right. what he was doing and enjoyed the social aspect of it. He enjoyed the physical work. He enjoyed the designing and decorating and all that stuff that he did. But he got other people to be the salespeople. He got other people to do the management yes. in the factory. And he changed his um, whole staff and he had 80, 150, yeah, over 100 people yeah. uh, as employees. And, um, he brought them all back to four-day week, right. right? But they all worked an extra hour a day, mm -hmm. and he negotiated it with them. So instead of working eight hours a day, they worked nine hours a day, and nine fours, the same amount of time as if as if they're yep. working five. Yes. You know, and they worked much more productively. Right. And they all had a three-day weekend. They could either take the Friday off and rostered to the, or wow. Monday off. Wow. So everybody had three or four days that they could take off, you know, mm. at either the weekend or the Friday or the Monday. Mm -hmm. And they rostered them around. And and the thing is, it immediately dropped the sick pay. Yeah. It didn't have morale to pay. It didn't have to up. Yeah, morale went up. People didn't like it at first, mm. but that one hour, they were there anyway. That's right. They just had to come in a half yeah. an hour early and leave yep. a half an hour later. That's right. That's all. And mm. and so it wasn't hard for them to readjust, but every one of them appreciated the four the, the four days only. Yeah. And the three-day weekend, and and the, the, his business boomed, you know. Like he was making uh, rims for uh, alloyed rims. Yes, and he ended up making over twenty thousand a month. Wow! 
So he had the biggest business in Australia. Phenomenal. From here in Adelaide. Well, phenomenal. You know what I mean? And changed the whole yep. routine of the business. Yep. You know, and he didn't have any sick pays. He didn't have any, uh, you know, coming late or staying, yep. whatever. He didn't have to pay overtime because everybody just worked anyway. Mm. You know, and, and this is the thing. He changed the system to what it was supposed to be, you know. And this is what you said right at the beginning. We started off with, with switching and pivoting quickly and, and those that can change quickly are the ones that survive, you know. It's true. We, we talked about, you know, uh, being ready. For, for things to happen, you know, so you, you can't predict what's going to happen. It doesn't matter no. who you are, you know, clairvoyance can't even mm. do it. But you can you can predict that if something happens, you're going to change quickly. That's right. You know, and of course, building up your support, work out who you need to, to meet, who you need to, who you know that can introduce you to somebody that you need to for your business sales or whatever. And that's easier, of course, when you can move around and go to meetings and things like that. Yeah. But it becomes hard when, you know, you yeah. can't move around. Well, that's right. But, you you know, we can still do it. And we've done it all through Zoom, Skype and all yeah. these other things. That's right. right. We'll come back and talk about that as well. How else you can do it. Okay. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. We'll listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with a Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you, so please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. Hi, this is David Heath and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 
Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And, of course, our show's almost come to an end. And, Yuri, you've been fantastic. But before we go, I just want to say one more time, please support the people that support us. If you hear somebody advertising a product or a service on Radio Italia Uno, please go along and see them. Tell them, hi, how are you? I heard your business mentioned on the radio. And they'll be very pleased. And I'm sure they'll give you a special deal. But uh, if you have a product or a service or you want something coming up and you want promoted, get in touch with us. Let us help you. Give me a call or ring Mark at the radio station, Radio Italia Uno. They're more than happy to help you. Now, my special guest today has been Yuri uh, Palesco. And Yuri, you've, it's been fantastic having you here. Thank oh, you for coming in. Thank you very much for having me back. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure because the, what you've been talking about is so important because... You know, it's not only relevant here in Adelaide or here in Australia. It's relevant around Everywhere. the world. Yeah. You know, around the world. And the fact is that, you know, we're lucky enough to be in 45 countries or more. Whatever we have spoke about can apply to them and to you listening in your country, you know, in where you are right now. So it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, in your own country or in another country. It, it can really apply, you know. So, by the way, I don't know if you can hear that thunder in the background, but that's really happening right here, right now in Adelaide. <laughs> well, I'm here to let them know. Look, we were talking about networking, and the most important thing about networking is who do you need to meet, you know, and who do you know that knows somebody, or how would you go about meeting somebody that you need to meet, you know, and this is what Yuri was saying before, Yes. To grow your business, you needed to go and make a list of all your yeah. people you knew and who knows who and, you know, and, and find out how to network with them. Yeah, that's exactly one way of doing it. The other way of doing it, of course, is that to find new people, you actually say perhaps attend um, even online events and people go, how do you network online? Well, you look at the list of who the people are who are attending. You say, I need to talk to that person, that person, and that person. Mm-hmm. You identify who they are. You either send them an email or you do whatever it is to try and get in contact with them. And that's the way you, you, you have to pursue it that way, especially in places when you can't move around. Yes. At events, at conferences, trade shows, those sorts of things. Similarly, you work out who it is you want to see and you focus. You don't waste time on the things that aren't going to give you the benefit that you're yeah. after. Exactly. If you go to a show, especially where a trade show, you want to go and see the people that are in your business. That's right. Or you, you've got something to sell to them or you want to buy from them or you want to recommend them to somebody else. And the idea is to just ask people, like, who do you know that I can talk to yes. about this, this or this or whatever it is, you know? Um, the people that do multi-level marketing, they'll, they'll tell you straight away, who do you know that uh, somebody who's overweight? Who do you know that somebody needs this product or that product or whatever it is that they're trying to sell, you know. But if you are trying to sell your business or market your product or your service, then you've got to find out who is it that needs your market, who is it it's in your market, and how do you get yourself into that market. That's right. And I think one of the key points here, Peter, that I'm going to make is that before you start approaching people that you think are going to be the ones that you you really want to talk to, make sure your profile's right. Make sure your website's Mm-hmm. At, you know, up to scratch. I mean, one of my particular clients that I work with quite a lot is, you know, Argon Design, and they do mm-hmm. fantastic websites and those sorts of things. But get your website sorted. Do a corporate video. Promote yourself so that by the time mm-hmm. you go, you know, use somebody like Star Studios here in Adelaide as well, very good company that can actually produce a corporate video for you. 
and then you can actually build your profile before you attend some to see somebody. Well, let me tell you something very quickly. I mean, I'm, I'm not meaning to brag, but I'm just saying there was a, a chap here in Adelaide, mm. right, who won the Young Filmmakers Award. Yeah. Right. And what happened was he made this movie, which was a you know, very, very short movie, and he won the award here in South Australia. And he was only a young man at the time. He'd only just left high school. Well, he was still in high school. Anyway, uh, the award was presented to him from Cannes Film Festival. Yep. And it went, you know, internationally. And he got recognised mm. very quickly within the within that industry. There was this band in Denmark, that a pop band in Denmark, that wanted to make a video. They got a company in Holland to produce it for them and, and uh, organise for them to do it. The company in Holland rang this guy in Adelaide and said, hey, how would you like to do this video clip? Well, there you go. And the guy said, yeah, all right, I'll do it. And there you are. And they gave him a pocket full of money. Yep. Right? And guess what? I'm in it. <laughs> oh, you know nice I mean? one, No, Peter. seriously. I'm not meaning to brag, but I'm saying I'm in this video clip with my wife, right? Dana and I are both. Okay. No, seriously. But Dana and I are both yep. in the video clip for a band in Denmark that I'd never heard of. Yeah. You know? But the guy in Adelaide there you go. made this mm. video clip to send to the band in Denmark. So what I'm saying is from way over there in Europe to somebody here in Adelaide who in Australia mm. made the the video was all made here. So in other words, you know, that's networking. Yeah, networking. From somebody there got somebody in Holland and somebody in Holland got somebody here in that's Adelaide. Right. All of a sudden we had work here in Adelaide to do, to do this video. Yep. So that's part of what we started with about switching and pivoting where mm. the guy networked with people and who knew him or found out about him and then all of a sudden he got work from an unknown source. Absolutely right. You know what I mean? And that's what this is all about. It's, it's like talking to people that you know and say, who do I need to meet or who knows the person that I need to meet? And yep, and, and it's only what well, they used to say, we're three degrees away or six degrees away from anybody you want to know in the that's world. That's exactly right. Today, with the internet and the rest of it, it's less than three degrees. Whoa, yeah. With the internet, it's less than three degrees. So whoever it is you want to meet, you're only three degrees away from them. So just figure that. Fantastic. You know, so you think of anybody you want to meet and uh, send me an email and I'll show you and tell you how to do it. <laughs> All right? That's good, Peter. Yeah. All right. Look, we have to go, but yeah. thank you, Yuri. Time's run out. Oh, so fast. <laughs> we, we had so much fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I always enjoy talking to your, uh, yeah. your listeners. And uh, look, thank you once again for having me back. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Like I said, if anybody wants to look it up, it's active with the K. It's A-K-T-I-V, active and uh, services. And uh, that's, you'll find dot all com. of your, mm. dot com. You'll find all of Yuri's information. But of course, like I said, just give me a contact, get in touch with me, and I'm more than happy to pass on any information. Great. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. And Ron. Podcast City, thank you again for helping us. And arrivederci to everybody from Radio Italia Uno and Happy Business Radio. Thank you. Bye. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. 